This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here. On the Dusting Gold Standard on Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Internet of Things. The Internet of Things to power the fourth industrial era, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to jump right back into this. We don't have any time to waste, folks. There's so much information that I'm trying to pack into this episode for you. I ask you to share this with people. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and... Leave a comment. I appreciate it. I get a kick out of them. All right, folks, we're over here at securitymagazine.com, and the reason why I jumped over here is this one was not really on the list, so I looked it up myself because it's one of the most important things. I think something that will uh, ring home with you guys, all right? This is how the Internet of Things is reshaping video surveillance. And so it says here, the enhanced functionality made possible by the Internet of Things and associated technologies is responsible for many of the major changes seen across society today. Video surveillance is one area that experiences substantial evolution driven by Internet of Things and other smart technologies. The intelligent monitors and sensors of the Internet of Things combined with emerging high-speed network solutions promise to improve the performance and capabilities of video surveillance systems. Presented below are two technologies that will drive the enhanced functionality of video surveillance equipment. Now, what they talk about in here is artificial intelligence and wireless communications technologies such as 5G. And we're not going to get into all this, but when you look at the Amazon Ring, when you look at uh, all of these devices that you can use to monitor your home, I want you to understand that you, in fact, are playing right into the hands of the prison planet engineers and architects. Okay, I know it sounds like a great, cool idea, to strap up Amazon ring cameras to your house. But that is the furthest thing from what you should be doing, which is telling your neighbors to get your ring camera away from my house. Don't point that towards my house. See, you're building the prison planet surveillance for them. Those cameras, for those of you who have them, you know what I'm talking about. Because I had to get one for a particular purpose, not to monitor my home 24-7 so that uh, Amazon and the police state could be monitoring everything that I'm doing around my house. But those cameras are used for facial recognition, uh, mapping the world for these guys. You think you get this convenience of being able to see when the Amazon delivery guy drops off a package at your house in real time. Uh, And it's promoted through stupid little TikTok videos where an Amazon guy slips on a banana peel and lands on your cat and then farts and runs back to his truck. 
And that's how they make it cutesy and they humanize it. But at the end of the day, you literally just wired up the country with tens, if not hundreds of millions of cameras for these people. Not to necessarily spy on you, but they are building data on the entire natural world through these cameras. They're scanning all of our faces, and now you know through Peter Thiel's technology, Clearview AI, they can scan your face and pull up your entire digital footprint file. You know, on you, everything you've done online, every piece of information that's available in a government database, a private sector database, it's all there. It all gets pulled up from your facial scan. So, Shame on us for buying all of these smart devices and helping these guys build this prison planet. And I know it gets tougher and tougher to go and find a refrigerator that's not smart or a thermostat that's not smart, but you have to poke around and look for these things. Now, eventually what they'll do is they will make Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, which is Facebook Marketplace was good to sell you stuff. It's actually pretty weird right now. But they are making it harder and harder to find these pre-Internet of Things devices. Just like they're trying to take all of the old cars off the road. It's becoming harder and harder to find used cars. Because they want you driving around, not necessarily in an electric vehicle, but a vehicle with a computer and then an electric vehicle. So they can literally turn them off when they say, oh, there's an electric shortage today, you can't drive. And so they're going to be able to just turn them off. That's the whole point of this, folks. Now, I pulled up this article for you. I want you to see this. It's uh, on money.usnews.com, uh, money.usnews.com. And this is eight best Internet uh, of Things stocks to buy for 2022. And it says smart home innovation is a massive area of opportunity for investors. And this will just give you a hint of who is selling uh, and making all of this Internet of Things home security, home smart devices. These are the actual Internet of Things spy devices that you're putting as close as possible to your home or in your home. So, obviously, Amazon.com, right? They make the stuff and they sell the stuff. Best Buy Company Incorporated, all right? Best Buy sells all this smart stuff. Walmart sells all this smart stuff. Home Depot sells it. Lowe's sells it. Target sells it. Alphabet, which is Google, makes it, sells it. And Sonos Inc. makes it, sells it. So these are the big companies that are pushing the Internet of Things into your house, folks. All right? So this is just a public service announcement, a warning to you, as you've seen me do on this show before. Try to stay away from this stuff as much as possible. As Elon Musk has said, we are nodes in the system. We are helping them build this with all of the data interactions that we have, every interaction we have with technology. We are helping them build you think it's bad now. You waited and see what it looks like six months, a year, two years, five years from now. This is a technological prison planet that's eventually going to be merged in with this metaverse that we are going to get into. But let me play, I want to play a couple of videos I cherry-picked for you on the Internet of Things. So in case you don't understand it from the way I've explained it thus far, let's let some of these uh, World Economic Forum videos explain it to you. Here's one. It says here, what is the Internet of Things? 
and why is it so important? So I'm going to pause. It says, it has been called the next frontier and is set to transform many aspects of our lives. The Internet of Things is about connecting devices to the Internet. Machines which have never been networked are coming online. Smart heating systems that know whether you're home or not. Oh, great. That's fantastic. Fridges that can tell you if you're running low on milk. Or a connected self-driving car. The Internet of Things is set to change our world. There's many positives, but it's not without problems. Concerns about security and personal privacy have been raised. Connected devices are at risk from hackers. Those worries will need to be addressed as the Internet begins to touch more and more aspects of our lives. In the coming years, the number of Internet of Things devices is expected to grow dramatically. And the possibilities are endless. The World Economic Forum. Yeah, that was a message from the World Economic Forum, folks. So hopefully you picked up a little bit from there on top of what I've already given you. But you see, they're creating the problem, right? Which is, uh, people are stupid. We're going to sell you convenience. No, so now you go get all these smart devices, and now they're telling you, well, there's going to be problems with privacy and hackers. Folks, the privacy problems come from them. They're building it, and they're spying on you. The hackers are them. They're hacking their way into your life. Do you not see it? They are hacking their way into your life. Let's watch another video. What do an umbrella, a shark, a houseplant, the brake pads in a mining truck, and a smoke detector have in common? They can all be connected online, and in fact, they are. By 2022, it is expected that more than a trillion sensors will be connected to the internet. If all things are connected, it will shift the way we do business and use resources, and will eventually yield massive amounts of data. But who owns this data, and how safely will it be kept? By 2020, around 22% of the world's cars will be connected to the Internet. That's 290 million vehicles. And by 2024, more than 50% of home Internet traffic will be used by appliances and devices, rather than just for communication and entertainment. In this scenario, what if your car or your home got hacked? The Internet of Things raises huge questions on privacy and security that have to be addressed by governments, corporations and consumers. But if we get things right, it will also bring unprecedented efficiency to processes that will no longer be offline. Imagine cows in a farm being monitored to obtain health reports that will help farmers feed them better. Folks, they're going to have health reports for farmers to go out and feed their cows better. Farmers have been doing this for how long? And these people are trying to threaten and shut down farmers. So give me a freaking break with this nonsense. Now, this propaganda is just disgusting. And the fact that there are people out there who actually want this world, this world where these psychopaths put these smart devices inside your home, inside your body, as you'll see, to monitor everything, folks, everything. They want to control the world like a video game. This is just the device part of it. 
Eventually, we're going to get into all the genetic modification and stuff that they've done in the in nature and what they do with geoengineering and the skies. They are trying to control everything. They're trying to turn the natural world into a video game to make it a living hell for you so that you go inside of their actual video game called the metaverse. Let's continue. Or tracking the behavior of complex industrial machinery, preventing accidents and shortening downtime for maintenance. All kinds of devices will be able to gather and share any type of information from their environment, seamlessly organizing themselves to make our lives smarter and safer. A world where all things are connected is going to bring endless opportunities for most human activities. No, folks, this is not a trailer for the Jetsons. They are not doing a remake of the Jetsons. This is actually real, and you're living in it right now. But it will depend on us whether we are going to take advantage of it or let it take advantage of us. Will data be collected, shared, and stored to improve our lives, or will it be used to control us? Okay, and then it says on the screen, find out more at uh, weforum.org slash agenda. They're saying they're going to build all this. They're building it all. They're rolling it out. Their leader says the fourth industrial revolution is here. The Great Reset happened under COVID, okay? And now all these technologies are coming out, and then they have the nerve to even say to you, oh, but there's all these concerns with data. But if we get it right, it's going to be wonderful. Like you and I have a freaking say about whether or not our data is taken by these guys, whether it's hijacked by some fat kid in his basement that's a hacker, which is ridiculous, while the right-hand man to Schwab, his king philosopher Yuval Noah Harari, is running around calling us hackable animals, these guys sit there and they say, well, the question is about the security and privacy of the data. Folks, we don't have a say If we walk into the store and every refrigerator is a smart refrigerator and somehow they pass a law or they buy up all the refrigerators and they crush them, all the old ones, then you don't have a choice whether or not you're buying a smart refrigerator or not. And you don't have a choice whether or not your data is shared with uh, the government. Nobody does. We don't have a say. Where do we have a say in any of this? Where do we have a say in any of this? And go out there and say, well, there's going to be a demand for old school refrigerators. I'm going to build them. Yeah, right. They'll pass a law and make it illegal for you to build them. Because the public and the private sector are on board in the public-private partnership, which is just tyranny. It's tyranny. It's straight up fascism. It's authoritarianism. That's what these guys are practicing, folks. They are telling you you're going into the fourth industrial revolution. And if you don't gear yourself up to change careers every 15 minutes, well, then you're going to be rendered useless. And then Elon Musk is telling you, well, if you want to stay relevant, then you're going to have to put a brain chip in your head. But don't worry, it'll help you make more money. Folks, do you see how evil, how disgusting these technocrats are, these scientists, these engineers that rule over us, and why this is so important that we are going to be getting into Operation Paperclip, which I believe is probably the precursor to this, folks, when they brought these Nazi madmen and uh, other people who the Nazis were killing that somehow ended up partnering with the Nazis uh, to build this technological, uh, geoengineered, metaverse, prison planet, anti-human biosphere we're going to be living in. Now, this is 
This is maddening, folks. It's maddening. I'm actually upset about this. Okay, when we get back, let me cool down over this break. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. I'm back from the break, folks. I apologize. I was getting Alex Jones fired up for a minute. I, I had to calm myself down, folks. I was literally going to go upstairs and do some yoga. I don't do yoga. My wife does, though, with the pregnancy, and it helps her calm down. I just have to do my breathing exercises because it gets me fired up when I've got to sit here and listen to this, and you can see them just bragging, just throwing their plans right out there, right in your face. Like, oh, this is what we're doing, and you're going to do it. And don't worry, we love you, and we're going to protect your data. Let's watch one more video here on the Internet of Things. I think this should help solidify any questions that you have on what the Internet of Things is. But I think in the last half hour or so, we really locked that down for you because you need to understand the Internet of Things before we move on to the next beautiful thing that they call the Internet of Bodies. But let's watch this quick. The Industrial Internet of Things. The consumer internet connects about 5 billion devices. Think about all the new business models that came about, all the changes in our lives. And now imagine we connect 50 billion devices to each other. Devices that run manufacturing floors, that run energy plants, that run healthcare systems. What kind of value can they create in the world? What kind of business models can happen through this? We need businesses to rethink their business models. You gotta start looking differently at your consumer relationship, the way you price your products, the way you provide the services. And increasingly we see you don't pay for a product per se, but increasingly you pay for a service. You see increasing importance of these ecosystems that together start creating these tremendous new solutions that dramatically can improve people's lives. We can really increase the utilization rate of products. Today, a utilization rate of cars is maybe 15%. Half of the time is used to search for parking spaces or standing in traffic jams. Using data and software, we will be enabled to automate driving. We will bring up the utilization rate. And I think the same might happen to the industry. We will see devices that no longer fail or are repaired before the failure happens and that will change the way that we buy products it will change the way we rent products it will change the way we think about products and the everything everything they're talking about is selling you on this materialistic consumeristic world okay that's everything that they're selling because they already have so many people brainwashed into this not how do i get a couple acres and grow my own vegetables and have some goats and get milk from the goats or have some sheep or have some chicken to get eggs and kill the chickens and have my own chicken things that would make you not have to interact with stores or the supply chain 
small mom and pop stores that used to be able to source goods from people who actually made and manufactured and produced things in your town, in your county, in your state. No, that's all gone because you have this interconnected global world that these psychopaths, these power-hungry God wannabes control. And so they created a problem by taking everything away from us. Then they provoked this reaction that they're large giant mega systems can collapse and now the solution is okay no and our reaction to that is oh my god everything's breaking and then the solution is more technology we're going to put sensors in everything and we're going to control everything and we're going to make your life more comfortable we're going to sell you convenience and soulless materialism so you can buy products faster Oh, wow. What a great, great world we live in, folks. Do you see how far away we have moved from what we as humans are naturally wired to do, which is hunt and gather to protect our family, put a shelter over our heads and have water? We move so far from that that we're letting these technocratic prison planet wardens build this technocracy around us all for the sheer convenience of being able to shop better. God, this is just disgusting. All right, let me continue with this. Us, the focus was on automation of muscle work. In the future, software will really help us to automate knowledge work, to come up with better decisions, faster decisions. The skill set required for jobs in manufacturing will dramatically change. We would see far more white collar workers in factories than what we have today. We will Right, so they're going to have more white-collar workers, engineers in the factories instead of actual workers. They're going to get rid of all the blue-collar workers and the blue-collar workers who are not cut out for becoming an engineer or a programmer, which are then going to be replaced anyway by AI. Well, what are those people going to do? Well, they're rendered useless by Yuval Noah Harari in the World Economic Forum. Never forget that. They've already rendered us useless. They've said this see many products being offered as services. Some people estimate that the industrial internet of things is as big as the entire US economy. Capturing that benefit, creating the right framework, engaging the right parties is essential so that at the end of the day the benefits can outweigh the risks. There are some pretty significant questions that leaders within those organizations have. By coming together and sharing perspectives and understanding how others are thinking about these issues, they can collectively come up with better approaches to be able to create the enabling environment, as well as individually walk away with a more informed position to make individual decisions. The ability to rethink products and services, reinvent business models, and retrain and retool the workforce. Doing this and more will be important to make sure that this trend, the industrial internet of things, doesn't just deliver the business and economic advantage, but also the human advantage. It's the people behind it that have the power to make it truly transformative. Right, right, oh yeah, it's the great and wonderful people over at the World Economic Forum who are making all of these decisions for us, folks. They're making all the decisions for us. These guys, because, let me ask you, I mean, I don't know, in your personal life, I know people who work uh, for companies that build Internet of Things type technology. They just work there and follow orders. 
I mean, maybe there's people who get sucked into this idea that they're going to make everyone more convenient, make everything more convenient. I showed you in uh, the first couple of episodes uh, articles that were on some of these big corporate websites prepping people uh, prior to COVID for starting to develop the fourth industrial revolution technology. So I guess they got everyone on board with this, and I'm the last one who is against this. So, or maybe you out there, where you're the last, uh, we're the last people here that want some semblance of a natural life. And I guess the decision has been made. So I think now you have an understanding of the fourth industrial revolution, which we will get into in depth through Klaus Schwab's book, because that's basically the Bible. Um, but the Internet of Things, which is very important to building out this prison planet, fourth industrial right complex, I think you get that now. So let's move on here to what's called the Internet of Bodies, because that's the next most important piece of this puzzle. So right here on uh, RAND.org, and let me just tell you, I'm using RAND because RAND has a lot of great information on the internet of uh bodies okay and if you go over to the world economic forum website there is a lot of papers that say brought to you in collaboration with the rand corporation okay so wef takes a lot of the internet of bodies work from rand corporation they have a partnership there are people that work for rand that sit on the board and on different committees inside the world economic forum okay now just so you know you can go over to rand r-a-n-d like rand paul but it's rand.org and just a brief history of rand because i want you to know uh where this source comes from on may 14 1948 Project RAND, an organization formed immediately after World War II to connect military planning with research and development decisions, separated from the Douglas Aircraft Company of Santa Monica, California, and became an independent nonprofit organization, adopting its name from a contraction of the term research and development. The newly formed entity was depicted to furthering or was sorry was dedicated to furthering and promoting scientific educational and charitable purposes for the public welfare and security of the United States. Now, I wonder who might have been involved with RAND when it was formed right after World War II. I don't know, folks. Maybe we'll come across that in the future. So that just gives you an idea of who RAND is a little more. Almost at once, RAND developed a unique style. It blended scrupulous, nonpartisan, oh yeah, right, with rigorous uh, fact-based analysis to tackle society's most pressing problems. Over time, RAND assembled a unique core of researchers, notable not only for their individual skills, but also for their commitment to interdisciplinary cooperation. By the 1960s, RAND was bringing its trademark mode of empirical nonpartisan independent analysis to the study of many urgent domestic social and economic problems. In later years, RAND extended its focus beyond the United States with the goal of making individuals, communities, and nations safer and more secure, healthier, and more prosperous. Now, if you were going to go around the world making nations more secure from the invasion of what other nations 
So which nations are you working with? One set of nations or all nations? And then are you forcing other nations to secure themselves from nations that are partners with other nations? I see none of it makes sense when you really break it down. But let's get into the Internet of Bodies and not really focused on RAND. I'm just telling you I'm going to pull some sources from RAND, so I wanted you to see um, who exactly they were. All right? So... Right now, we have the Internet of Bodies, or IOB, is actually an ecosystem. It's a bunch of devices that are connected to the Internet that contain software and that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's function. So you got the Internet of Things, which are all the devices implanted in these physical man- manufactured products, cars, refrigerators, traffic cameras, smartphones, and such. And now you have what's called the Internet of Bodies, which is these devices that are connected to the Internet that contain software that either collect personal health data about you or can alter the body's Function similar to Elon Musk Neuralink. Now that I piqued your attention on the Internet of Bodies, you're probably looking around right now, seeing if you have anything connected to yourself. <laughs> That's the point of this show, folks. Take off your iWatch. Take it off. Take off your Fitbit. Take off your diabetic monitor. I'm telling you, you don't want to be connected to the Internet of World Economic Forum. Folks, when I get back, let's delve into the Internet of Bodies. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 